just a few guidelines going over um, the stance I take on the material discussed in this podcast. So, we'll start off with the guidelines just because that's important, I suppose. Um, first, this material I discuss really isn't up for debate. Um, if you are someone who's into debating to debate the material, look it up on your own, and debate it with yourself, because um, that's what I did after time and time again of the Most High showing the truth to me, I decided that I wanted to debate it and learn from it, so if that's you, so be it, have fun, um, but I wouldn't be stuff to you if I didn't 100% believe it to be to be true. Um, the beauty of it is if you don't like it, you just truly don't have to listen. Because um, I'm not really going to listen to the negative critiques or the debating and argumentary mentality that a lot of people bring. So, just a heads up going forward. Um, secondly, I don't intend to offend anyone with the things I discuss, or with the language I use, or with the tone of voice that I may express. Um, but sometimes things need to be said with the tone they deserve to express the message that is intended. Um, and outside of that, it is spiritually mature to constantly be offended. Um, Most High himself says he's not a respecter of persons. So when discussing his truth, I don't plan to. Um, with that being said, there are a lot of things that I will discuss, <clears throat> that I will say, um, that will offend some people, that will you question your entire reality and that is the point um, that is what 
all of the stuff I had to do coming into this truth because there are so many lies. It's hard to tell what is the truth and what's not the truth. Um, because we like to hide it so well. Um, and usually, it's truthfully just hidden in plain sight. And as we all know, that is the <laughs> best way apparently to, to hide things from people. Um, if Boo was a snake, it would have bit us, you know. Um, if any of us truly had the discernment as a child, then we wouldn't really be in the situation that we're in, I believe, um, and it wouldn't have been written the way it was written, um, for everything that's unfolding now to unfold, and for us truthfully to be able to watch it and give you a play-by-play on it happening. Now, if you just don't want to listen to that channel, that's on you, flip it, um, your frequency on your television's off, you're not gonna catch this one, but going forward, um, those are just the, the ground, ground rules, um, before denying it all in your mind, all I can say is just do some research on your own actually think about it. Don't allow the, the past understanding of what you may know of something to dictate how you currently view something or currently understand something. So this podcast overall um, is going to discuss, as I said earlier, uh, a lot of the things that were written um, and as they unfold in front of us, in other words, prophecy, um, I'm going to discuss what this life is, is truly about, um, and how you should be guiding it, or how it is guided, I should say, um, I'm also going to be talking about a lot of the, the truth behind the lies going on society to society today um and ultimately I really just wanna show you guys that the people who are controlling your lives don't really have the power that they make it seem instead the power is given out to them um and yeah that's where it's been that way the most high uses people and nations to his will. Um, and that is something else I'll also discuss going forward. However, this episode specifically, um, I want to detail just the history of the nations and how you get to the, how, what, where the, the three pretty much branches of man come from, um, and how they relate to the branches of race we have today. So, to 
do so, I thought I'd start off with a short story. Um, some of you may have heard this story before. If not, um, that's alright. We're all here to learn. Um, so this is the story of creation from the book of Genesis. Um, this is this version is going to be from the Seeper. Um, as you may have seen before on my story, um, there are many different versions, translations of scripture. Um, and later on, I plan to explain why I chose to see, I, I use the Seeper to read from. But for now, um, just as a pre-context, that's what version is going to be read from um, so I put together uh, a text-to-software uh, text-to-speech reading of the story so that'll be a little easier to understand the names do get pretty effy um, and I can have a hard time reading some of them so, I put that together just for ease of legibility. Um, full disclosure, this episode may be a little longer than the following episodes, but as a pilot episode, um, that can be expected. So, here we go. Chapter 1 in the beginning Elohim created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Ruach Elohim moved upon the face of the waters. And Elohim said, Let there be a light, and there was light. And Elohim saw the light, that it was good, and Elohim divided the light from the darkness. And Elohim called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And Elohim said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And Elohim made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And Elohim called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And Elohim said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And Elohim called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called the seas, and Elohim saw that it was good. And Elohim said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself, upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself, after his kind, and Elohim saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And Elohim said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs, and for appointed times, and for days, and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And Elohim made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, 
and the lesser light to rule the night, he made the stars also. And Elohim set them in, the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness, and Elohim saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And Elohim said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that is life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And Elohim created great whales, and every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly, after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and Elohim saw that it was good. And Elohim blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And Elohim said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle, and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And Elohim made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps upon the earth after his kind, and Elohim saw that it was good. And Elohim said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So Elohim created man in his own image, in the image of Elohim created him, male and female created he them. And Elohim blessed them, and Elohim said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And Elohim said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creeps upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And Elohim saw everything that he had made, and, behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Chapter 2 Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day Elohim ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And Elohim blessed the seventh day, and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which Elohim created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that Yahuwah Elohim made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for Yahuwah Elohim had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And Yahuwah Elohim formed a man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living soul. And Yahuwah Elohim planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made Yahuwah Elohim to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight, and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden 
and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted, and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pishan, that is it which compasses the whole land of Chavala, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good, there is Delium and the onyx stone. And the name of the second river is Gaikan, the same is it that compasses the whole land of Cush. And the name of the third river is Chidical, that is it which goes toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Parath. And Yahuwah Elohim took the man, and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to guard it. And Yahuwah Elohim commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it, for in the day that you eat thereof you shall surely die. And Yahuwah Elohim said, It is not good that the man should be alone, I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground Yahuwah Elohim formed every beast of the field, and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto the man to see what he would call them, and whatsoever the man called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And the man gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field, but for the man there was not found an help meet for him. And Yahuwah Elohim caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which Yahuwah Elohim had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And the man said, this is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his woman, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his woman, and were not ashamed. Chapter 3 now the serpent was more subtil than any beast of the field which Yahuwah Elohim had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has Elohim said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, Elohim has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For Elohim knows that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her man with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of Yahuwah Elohim walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his woman hid themselves from the presence of Yahuwah Elohim amongst the trees of the garden. And Yahuwah Elohim called unto Adam, and said unto him, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree, whereof I commanded you that you should not eat? 
And the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And Yahuwah Elohim said unto the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And Yahuwah Elohim said unto the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, upon your belly shall you go, and dust shall you eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed, it shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception, in sorrow you shall bring forth children, and your desire shall be to your man, and he shall rule over you. And unto Adam he said, Because you have hearkened unto the voice of your woman, and have eaten of the tree, of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake, in sorrow shall you eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face shall you eat bread, till you return unto the ground, for out of it were you taken, for dust you are, and unto dust shall you return. And Adam called his woman's name Chuan, because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also unto his woman did Yahuwah Elohim make coats of skins, and clothe them. And Yahuwah Elohim said, Behold, the man is become as one of us, to know good and evil, and now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore Yahuwah Elohim sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden Keruvium, and a flaming sword which turned every way, to keep the way of the tree of life. Chapter 4 And Adam knew Chua his woman, and she conceived, and bore Gaiyin and said, I have gotten a man from Yahuwah. And she again bore his brother Hevel. And Hevel was a keeper of sheep, but Gaiyin was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass, that Gaiyin brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto Yahuwah. And Hevel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And Yahuwah had respect unto Evel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And Yahuwah said unto Cain, Why are you wroth? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, shall you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lies at the door and unto you shall be his desire, and you shall rule over him. And, Gaiyin talked with Evel his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Gaiyin rose up against Evel his brother, and slew him. And Yahuwah said unto Gaiyin, Where is Evel your brother? And he said, I know not, am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. And now are you cursed from the earth, which has opened her mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto you her strength, a fugitive and a vagabond shall you be in the earth. 
And Cain said unto El Yahuwah, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from your face shall I be hid, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass, that everyone that finds me shall slay me. And Yahuwah said unto him, Therefore whosoever slays Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And Yahuwah set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of Yahuwah, and dwelt in the land of Nod, on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his woman, and she conceived, and bore Chanak, and he built a city, and called the name of the city, after the name of his son, Chanak. And unto Chanak was born Erad, and Erad begat Mechuel, and Mechuel begat Methusel, and Methusel begat Lamech. And Lamech took unto him two women, the name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other Tzila. And Ada bore Yavel, he was the father of such as dwell in tents, and of such as have cattle. And his brother's name was Yuval Colon 18 he was the father of all such as handled the harp and organ. And Tzila, she also bore Tubalkayan, an instructor of every artificer in brass and iron, and the sister of Tubalkayan was Nama. And Lamech said unto his women, Ada and Tzila, hear my voice, ye women of Lamech, hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding, and a young man to my hurt. If Kayin shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. And Adam knew his woman again, and she bore a son, and called his name Sheth colon 21 for Elohim, said she, has appointed me another seed instead of Evel, whom Cain slew. And to Sheth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enosh colon 22 then began man to call upon the name of Yahuwah. Chapter 5 this is the sephir of the generations of Adam. In the day that Elohim created man, in the likeness of Elohim made him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam, in the day when they were created. And Adam lived a hundred and thirty years, and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image, and called his name Sheth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Sheth were eight hundred years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were nine hundred and thirty years, and he died. And Sheth lived an hundred and five years, and begat Enosh. And Sheth lived after he begat Enosh eight hundred and seven years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Sheth were nine hundred and twelve years, and he died. And Enosh lived ninety years, and begat Canaan. And Enosh lived after he begat Canaan eight hundred and fifteen years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enosh were nine hundred and five years, and he died. And Canaan lived seventy years, and begat Mahalalel. And Canaan lived after he begat Mahalalel eight hundred and forty years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Canaan were nine hundred and ten years, and he died. And Mahalalel lived sixty and five years, and begatured. And Mahalalel lived after he begatured eight hundred and thirty years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of 
Mahalala were 890 and 5 years, and he died. And Yerd lived in 160 and 2 years, and he begat Chanak. And Yerd lived after he begat Chanak 800 years, and begat sons and daughters, 20 and all the days of Yerd were 960 and 2 years, and he died. And Chanak lived 60 and 5 years, and begat Methuselah. And Chanak walked with Elohim after he begat Methuselah 300 years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Chanak were 360 and 5 years. And Chanak walked with Elohim, and he was not, for Elohim took him. And Methuselah lived 180 and 7 years, and begat Lamech. And Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech 780 and 2 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were 960 and 9 years, and he died. And Lamech lived 180 and 2 years, and begat a son. And he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands, because of the ground which Yahuwah has cursed. And Lamech lived after he begat Noah 590 and 5 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech were seven hundred seventy and seven years, and he died. And Noach was five hundred years old, and Noach begat Shem, Chom, and Yepheth. Chapter 6 And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them that the sons of Elohim saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them women of all which they chose. And Yahuwah said, My Ruach shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were Nephilim in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of Elohim came in unto the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. The same became warriors and tyrants which were of ancient times, men of infamy. And Yahuwah saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented Yahuwah that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. 7 And Yahuwah said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man, and beast and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repents me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahuwah. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with Elohim. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Chom, and Yapheth. The earth also was corrupt before Elohim, and the earth was filled with violence. And Elohim looked upon the earth, and, behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And Elohim said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and, behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So that was the story of Genesis chapters 1 through 6. Um, so I thought hearing 
just the beginning of Genesis is very important um, for multiple reasons. One, it tells us the accounts of the flood, how they came about, well, how the flood came about, and why, um, the true reason why, as well as it gives us a lot of information regarding, I'll say, the actual environment that we're living in. Um, and it also gives us some insight into the three modern branches of man that we have today. Um, and that's where I want to start off today is with that those three branches of man, um, as I discussed earlier. So, post-flood, well, I'm sorry. Um, before the flood, Noah had three sons, Japheth, Ham, and Shem. Um, and from those three sons, that is how we come to understand the three branches of man today, which would be the white or Europeans, um, uh, African or so-called black people, um, and then lastly, the Negroes, um, because we are not included in either of those two categories, despite what some of you may think, um, but I'm going to go over all of that right now and the justification behind most of it so first off let's start with the children of Japhet um, so scripture tells us that Japhet migrated to the lands of the north which was allotted to his seed on a map the northern lands are Europe and Russia um, even with the fake map that they show you Europe and Russia are still the northern lands um, Jubilees chapter 8 verse 11 and he called his sons they drew nigh to them they and their children and he divided the earth into the lots which his three sons would have taken possession and they reached forth their hands and took the writing out of the bosom of Noah their father verse 12 and all that is towards the north is Japheth's and all that is toward the south belongs to Shem this coincides with the modern belief that Europeans, white people, come from the Caucasus Mountains. Again, when we look on a, on, a, on a map, the Caucasus map mountains are immediately north of Mount Rot. I'm not sure if you guys have seen a Geico commercial um, with the cavemen and a bit. I know they still make Geico commercials, obviously. Um, but notice they always show a white man as the caveman. They never show a black caveman. I've never really seen an Asian caveman. Um, that's because they know who they are and they love to shove it in our faces that they themselves know who they are, but we don't know who we are. Um, but the Caucasus Mountains is where we derive the term Caucasian from. Um, this also confirms the biblical flood and the Ark of Noah. So in the book of Jasher, um, it describes Japheth's sons according to their families. Um, so Jasher chapter 10 verse 7, it says, And these are the sons of Japheth according to their families. 
Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, and Teres. These are the children of Japheth according to your generations. So above, after reading that, we can see that Japheth had seven sons. Um, and it's from these sons that we can deduce white Europeans or Caucasians origin. Um, so if that's any of you out there, you probably, well not probably, you come from one of these Gentile nations. Um, now, Genesis 10 gives us a breakdown of his seven sons and their sons, so it gives us an even further description of who his sons would, what nations his sons would form today. Um, and these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem. Ham and Japheth, and unto them were born sons after the flood. Genesis 10 verse 2, the sons of Japheth, Gomer, and Magog, and Madai, and Javan, and Tubal, and Meshach, and Teras, and the sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz, and Riphath, and Togamah. Verse 4, and the sons of Javan, Elisha, and Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodin. Verse 5, by these were the isles of the Gentiles divided into their lands, everyone after his tongue, after their families, and their nations. Um, <clears throat> so just a little insight, the word Gentiles just means other nations, um, there is no offense to be taken behind it, uh, it just means strangers, essentially. Um, when we read Jasher, we are told that the children of Chittim, who is a son of Javan, are the Roman, the Romans, and they dwell in the valley of Canopia, near River Tibur, which is the Tibur River. Jasher 10.16, and the children of Chittim are the Roman who dwell in the valley of Canopia by the River Tibur. If we look on a map, the River Tibur is the third longest river in Italy. Javan can be identified as the Greeks as they lived in the land of Macedonia. Macedonia is where Alexander the Greek, or Great, came from according to history. Um, this account can also be found in the Book of Maccabees. Um, the Book of Maccabees, as well as the Book of Jasher, um, Enoch, and a few other books are scripture that is considered to be non-conical. Um, so it isn't included in the many translated versions of the quote-unquote Bible. However, it suggests you take the time to read the book of Maccabees as well, um, because it gives a very detailed um, account of the, I'll say, peer pressure that some of our people have faced. Um, the book of Maccabees also correlates with the prophecy of Daniel, um, because we are told the Greeks and Romans were the third ruling kingdoms. Um, this is fulfilled in Maccabees with the eventual rule by Alexander the Greek over the nation of Israel starting in 300 BC and completed in 70 AD. Um, and at that time, Greece became one of the most distinguished ruling powers. Um, Kozler, the author of the 13th tribe, explains that his people, the European Jews who say they are Israel, originally had their own empire. It was called the Khazarian Empire. 
at the time of the Khazarian Empire, um, the Catholic, the originator of Christian dominations, denominations for a century, and Islam faiths, sixth century, were both already formed. So, with this being said, um, it proves that modern day European Jews are Jews by religion and not bloodline. It's also important to note that this means that they are not Semitic, Shemitic, because they're from the seed of Japheth and not Shem. This means the term anti-Semitic is inaccurate. Um, just as Catholicism and Islam has taken inspiration from the Hebrew scriptures, the historic evidence shows us the same issue for Judaism, which is what European Jews practice. Um, so, we've seen it already before, um, and this should definitely be a telltale sign that the truth is... That they know the truth is what I should say, um, is because what they what they do is they'll have one of their controlled ops, in this case Ice Cube, um, come out and say something that is so outrageous, um, and harmful and untruthful that another one of their controlled ops has to come out and make them feel like absolute crap for essentially just saying the truth um so i don't know if it was what, a year ago year and a half ago when ice cube was tweeting on twitter about how the black americans of the country were the real israelites um he immediately got shut down and they were doing all this and that and this they can't do the same thing. What did they do? Right? Um, so many, so many different times that they use the people that they control in the media to bring across a point. Um, and then they'll use someone else just to bring, to shut it down so that you deter from it. Um, and that is really the way that they work because they can't change anything really because um, they don't have that much power alright so next up we're gonna discuss the sons of Ham um, so they are the so called black Africans um, Genesis 6 I mean Genesis 10 cha uh, chapter 10 verse 6 tells us the sons of Ham are Cush and Mitzrayim and Put and Canaan the Kushites are the Ethiopians, um, and they were the first great nation of the African people. Nimrod, being a descendant from Kush, was made one of the first mighty warriors of Earth from the Most High. He and his nation dwelt in Babel, um, where they thought to build a tower to heaven to make a name for themselves, um, which the Most High ultimately cast down and then confounded our languages so that we spoke different languages. Um, now that um, that is told to us in Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Um, if some of you never heard that part or heard that story right there, that account, I would go back and, um, and read it because it is a, a pretty 
wild thing to understand that we all spoke the same languages and we all lived in close proximity to each other um, and then we were co-founded on our languages due to um, this account right here. However, the people of Mitzrayim are Egyptians and people of Put are Libyans and the sons of Canaan are the other tribes of Africa. Um, so this is pretty important because black Americans have been lied to and led to believe that we were pharaohs, um, yet the pharaohs of Egypt um, used to enslave us and have us do the work um, building their pyramids, which some of you think that aliens came here to build and, and things like that. Um, but the truth is, is shown in the hieroglyphics. The truth is written in the books that they don't want you to read. Um, and really, the sooner you start running from it, the better. Um, and the big thing is that we, a lot of black Americans think we share cultural identity with true African natives. Yet, um, when we were younger, I remember <laughs> we used to bully the African children who moved to, to our schools and things like that and and, and talk down on them about the, the darkness of their skin. But now, all of a sudden, when it, well, you know, it's all coming down to it. Everybody wants to be, all of a sudden, we're all African and, and these are our roots and, and we gotta get back to, to where we used to be. But also, if you look at the detailed accounts of slavery, um, those towns that were nearby um, in the West African area where we were, our ancestors were taken from, um, the nearby African towns and cities aided in our capture and deliverance up unto the white man. So I'm just I'm just really confused, guys, because. If we're just looking for somewhere to be a part of, we're going to be looking forever. Because the longer the longer we deny the only entity that has been here for us from the beginning that has sought our benevolence from the beginning and our well-being from the beginning the longer we're going to be enslaved as blacks um but next up let's discuss the sons of shem so these are the black Americans today, the sons of Shem, um, would give way to the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 tribes um, throughout their origin would eventually be sent into captivity due to their transgressions 
um, of the covenant made with the Most High. Um, so, from the line of Shem, we get Elam, Asher, Lud, Aram, Arpachad, Ut, Hul, Gether, Mash, Shalah, Ever, Peleg, um, and it's important to note that Peleg, his name means for in his days the earth was divided. Um, we get Jaktan, Alamad, Shalef, Hazamareth, Jirah, Hadaram, Uzal, Digla, Obal, Obimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havila, Jobab, Reu, Serag, Terah, Nahor, Abram, Haran, um, and then we get Abram and Lot, uh, and Abram has a son, um, with his wife, Sarai's maidservant, um, Hagar, and Hagar gives birth to a child named Ishmael. Ishmael is the father of the Ishmaelites, which will go on to be the Arabs, um, and that is where the bloodline of the Arabs originates. After um, the birth of Ishmael, Abram is then given the name Abraham and makes the circumcision covenant with the Most High. Um, Sarai's name is also changed to Sarah, um, and she bears a child who is Isaac. From Isaac, we get Jacob and Esau, um, and from Jacob, whose name is eventually changed to Israel, um, he has 12 sons, and that is where we get the 12 tribes of Israel from. 12 tribes are Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Yishakar, Zebulun, Yosef, and Benjamin. Um, so there are a lot of different ways in which we can conclude the relation to, um, well, the black Americans in this country's relation to the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, but I'll start off with scripture just to, to keep things tight. Um, in Sefer, it is prophesied that the people of Israel would discontinue from their heritage, forgetting who they are. But in the last days, they are to be gathered by the Most High. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 12. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and shall gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So, that just kind of lets us know that in these end times, um, that this is really supposed to be happening, that there are supposed to be awoken Israelites delivering the message that it is time for us to wake up and come back to our heritage. But outside of that, um, to compare the similarities, we could start alone um, with the detestment that the nation of Israel faced with that of the ancestors of black Americans today. Um, but I guess in order to do that, we would have to actually want to open 
a quote-unquote Bible and read the things that they don't want you to read. Because um, they love to New Testament you to death. Um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, James. and But all of the law, all of the the transgression, all of the grace, all of the long suffering, all those things are shown you in the books that come before that, the, um, the quote-unquote Old Testament. Um, but outside of just the natural testament that both nations have um, experienced, um, there are a few plain indicators um, especially for a few of us who may remember when we used to discuss slavery in the classroom. Um, so first up are the slave ships. The children of Israel, after being carried from Egyptian captivity by the Mosai, led by Moses, were made aware by Moses that if they forsook the Mosai's commitments, they would once again be subject to captivity, which would take place with ships. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of Yahuwah Elohaka, to guard to all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake you. So, today, the greatest captivity that has taken place with slave ships is the transatlantic slave trade. Um, this was primarily a trade of Israelites. Uh, these Israelites became known as West Africans because of their loss of identity. So that's important because everyone all seems to think that we were Africans um, because we were taken from Africa, but that's not necessarily true. We were taken from the land of Africa because we had been on the run from our land that was given to us because of the way we transgressed the Most High. So when they came to West Africa to basically pick up the pieces that is all that was also a part of prophecy um, and as I'm gonna explain a little further there was a lot of the rest put on the leaders of those West African nations to sell Israelites which were called Negroes um, to also help fulfill the prophecy so it's estimated that 25 to 150 million people were forcibly taken from their homes and the amount of West and Central Africans, Israelites, killed was as much as 60 million. Um, so a little bit, I'm going to explain a few more different uh, comparisons, but then after that I'm going to go into truly how we can track these things using the technology we have with the maps and understanding of scripture and understanding of ancestry, understanding of um, language also, because um, that plays a large role in understanding the path we as a people have taken. Um, but the second indicator are the yokes of iron. Therefore thou shalt serve thine enemies, which Yahuwah shall send against thee, in hunger, and in thirst, and in nakedness, and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck, until he have destroyed thee. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 48. Well, I've known, I know I've seen the pictures of yokes that are put on the slaves' necks. 
um, during sleep trade. And if you haven't specifically seen any images yourself, or if you've been um, fortunate enough to be spared those images at a young age, um, I encourage you to take the time and just Google search. As I said before, it takes very little time. Um, but the yolks of iron are very specific. Um, and it was not shown in many any other forms of slavery that I've seen that came prior to our um, ancestors' captivity. Next is we were told that um, we will become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, whether Yahuwah will send us. Um, so that literally describes the Negroes today. Um, we are already seen as a low social value, uh, as of lower social value. We are already stigmatized as being aggressive and criminals. Um, and the term Negro or nigga or whichever version of the word you like to use, um, that also attests to the way that we have been treated not only just in this country but by others all around the world um so um in the year 1690 the slaves uh, that were taken captive from the western coast of africa um, they were taken from the land of Benin in a city called Oida. Now, Oida is another word for Judah. So, the people who sold us named the city after the people whom they captured and sold. So, um, another thing to think about um, is simply in the naming, um, in, in the name that our specific group of people are called um you never hear them refer to slaves as africans it's always negro for sale or the other word <clears throat> the term negro is derived from the latin word niger um pronounced nigger in the bible they called simeon nigger um and that is found in acts 13 1 um because the word nigger means black and that is why <laughs> they used it um but before we were even labeled negroes and the other n-word um we were known as hebrews um and some of their different bills that you can find are um um, like, uh, slavery, um, advertisement, I guess we'll call it, um, that label the slaves as Hebrew, Hebrews. But nowhere throughout history are the slaves referred to as African in any regard. They're always either called Negroes or, um, the other word. So, truthfully, 
Um, I'm not really sure where the understanding that we came from, that we are African, really comes from. Um, I know that that's something that they used to kind of hint that in teachers when they were teaching us about slavery, that we were taken from Africa. But it was specified that we were taken from Africa, not that we were native to Africa. So, as I said before, um, the Israelites were taken and led captivity due to their transgressions of the covenant of the Most High. Um, disobeying his commandments, his laws, his statutes, and, and things of that nature. Um, so, as I was saying, they were sent into multiple captivities because of this. Um, and that is how they eventually ended up in Africa in order for them to have been taken out from Africa. Um, so in Deuteronomy, which you might have heard me mention multiple times, um, just in this podcast alone, um, this is the book where they're basically told exactly what's going to happen. Um, they're given their commandments as a whole, um, and they're basically told that they're going to be sent into captivity because of the errors of um of their sons to come essentially uh, and so Deuteronomy chapter 28 64 says and y'all shall scatter thee among all people from one end of the earth even unto the other um so in 1721 BC um the Israelites went into captivity under King Salamancer of Assyria um, and he conquered the ten northern tribes and they were deported out of Yasharel and into the land of Assyria um, it, this is told to us in the book of Kings second Kings chapter 18 um, verse 11 to 12 and the king of Assyria did carry away Yasharel unto Assyria and put them in Halah and in harbor by the river that goes on in the cities of Medes, because they obeyed not the voice of Yah, but transgressed his covenant. And all that Moses, the servant of Yah, commanded, and would not hear, nor do them. So far along, and two, 200 years later, um, or so, in 500, 586 BC, um, the three southern tribes were taken in captivity by Nebuchadnezzar. Um, and Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem. Um, in the temple and the thousands of Israelites into captivity in Babylon. Seven years later, um, after seven, serving Babylon, the Persian king Darius conquered the Babylonians and allowed a remnant of Israelos, is, <laughs> Israelites to return um, back to the kingdom and rebuild it. In the year 331 BC, Alexander the Great conquered the Persians um, and the Greeks became the next world power. After Alexander's death, his kingdom was divided um, around 176 BC. Um, Antiochus came against Israel and destroyed it. The city was burned down, and the women and children were taken captive. He also decreed to his entire kingdom that people should abandon their practices and adopt the customs of the Greeks. All people should be one. During this time, the Maccabean revolt took place against the Greeks, and in the year um, 165 BC, the Greek Empire fell to the Romans. <coughs> so, in 
So then following that, the Romans persecuted the Israelites just as the Greeks did um, and forbade them from circumcising their boys nor observing the Shabbat um, as well as reading scripture. Um, and Matthew, which is Matthew, verse uh, chapter 24, verses 15 to 16, and in Luke, chapter uh, verse chapter 21, verse 20, um, Yahusha the Messiah is foretold, uh, foretells that the destruction of the temple and the overthrowing of Jerusalem um, by the Roman armies will take place. After the destruction of the temple and the dispersion of the Israelites that took place in 70 AD, um, the remaining Israelites uh, ran, basically uh, fled to Africa, um, and this is how they arrived in Africa. In the year 65 BC, the Roman armies under General Pompey captured Jerusalem. In 70 AD, General Vespasian and his son Titus put an end to the Jewish state with great slaughter. During the period of the military government of Palestine, many outrages and atrocities were committed against the residue of the people. During the period of Pompeii to Julius, it has been estimated that over a million Jews, Israelites, fled into Africa. Fleeing from Roman persecution and slavery, the slave markets were full of black Jewish slaves. Um, millions of Israelites who escaped the persecution of Roman Jewish war fled into the interiors of Africa. Um, in a book written by uh, Rudolf R. Windsor called From Babylon to Timbuktu, um, Rudolf R. Windsor gives a detailed account of the scouting of the Israelites. Um, um, Rudolph also points this out in his book, uh, the black Jews who migrated to Sudan from the north converged with the Jews migrating from the eastern Sudan to the countries of the Niger River. There is much proof and still much more to be revealed by scholars that there existed prior to the slave trade and subsequent to it many tribes, colonies, and kingdoms in West Africa. Um, 1600 years later, their descendants were rounded up and captured by African and Arab slave tra traders and sold to the Europeans, fulfilling the curses that were written in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. Um, further on, uh, Windsor explains in his book, as persecuted communities, they were rather more in danger than any other Negroes of being raided by war parties and sold to slaves. So that just tells you that even after fleeing from where they were and, and taking refuge in Africa, even the Africans that lived there still sought to do harm to them. Um, but truthfully, the bottom line is I feel as though no matter what, I nor really anyone else decides to say um, there's always going to be doubt and there's always going to be a point to be made opposing anything um, and if you're one of those people who just simply like to oppose things that's fine but don't waste time
you know, just just go about your life continuing to deny the truth um, until it's really in front of your face. But if you're one of those people who, who do like to take the time to read up on things and, and, and come to a better understanding of how things operate, um, I encourage you just to do some research. So, the big point of this episode um, is to explain to y'all um, really the origins of society today. Um, and then further episodes, I definitely will elaborate on the practices and things like that that different nations have brought about that cause the wickedness and disruption we see today um but really i wanted to show you guys what the why they want to push us so far away from the most high um and it's because these people know that when we follow his law statutes and commandments and stay under his guidance there's nothing to be done with us we will be ruling you would be kings queens we'd never know pain um but truthfully we bring the pain onto ourselves by chasing out the things that, that that have no no end um customs that aren't ours strange idols strange practices like i don't even think some of the people today realize that they're practicing modern day witchcraft and that literally 70 to 60 years ago would have been murdered for the things that they're practicing um but, but that's just the, the, the sign of the times. Um, but it is high in time we see the error of our ways. Uh, the stiff-neckedness of our ancestors has passed from generation to generation. And with it, we stray further and further away from the Most High. We must not only repent for our own sins, acknowledging our faults, but also those of our ancestors. For their actions, although not ours, cause our disarrayment today. And by doing this, we set ourselves free from the burden of unaccountability, because it is on us to make the, connect, uh, the corrections, to return to our everlasting covenant, and receive what was and is still promised to us. Our ancestors have been the partakers in transgression after transgression, and blasphemy after blasphemy. And because of it, some of it has been instilled in our children today. Um, and I think we need to understand that there is no moving forward until we address the past. 
Most High has used other nations as a tool to enact punishment on the nation of Israel. Not just once, but multiple times. However, we can very well admit that those nations also failed to give him the same glory that our ancestors did. Not only that, but they dealt very harshly in their rule. Um, and the Most High has alluded to that many times in Sefer. Not only have they ruled over Israel harshly, but they've ruled over the other Gentile nations as well. And as the truth comes out, you should all very well see what your ancestors and people have practiced. This doesn't just go for the Gentile nations, this goes for the children of Israel as well. For if we hadn't practiced abominable things such as child sacrifice and homosexuality and polytheism and just all the things under the sun that we think originated from the white man but how could they have originated from the white man if we were the first man um however you must understand that those practices that our ancestors used to do that our world leaders do now on a much larger scale um and these things are being made known um daily and they're very easy to see when you open your eyes um so going forward i do plan to expand on a lot more um than what i discussed in this episode alone um but i also want to use the podcast as an opportunity to expand on a lot of the things i talk about on instagram daily um while visuals are definitely better for most people um it is easier to go in detail when i'm not typing full fledged paragraphs out um so some of you may have noticed that this is this episode is titled pilot um if you're familiar with most like cartoon series and Netflix series and stuff, they usually title the first episode as Pilot. Um, and this is because, by definition, it is a standalone episode of a television series that is used to sell a show to a television network or other distributor. Pilots are created as a testing ground to gauge whether a series will be successful. So, although that is not the case here, um, I did think it was kind of cool to title this first episode pilot um but this is a pilot episode because i would like to give you some insight into what life is about um in life we are the pilots of our own plane but this isn't an ordinary plane it is equipped with all the latest technology and flight gear it comes with a lovely flight crew and the best part about this futuristic plane is 
you don't have to fly it at all. Um, actually, it comes equipped with the best autopiloting software known to man. It truly is a beautiful plane gifted to us for free. Yet, we must not forget that we ourselves did not construct the plane. And we cannot really control how it flies. Nor can we control the conditions we fly in. In fact, as a newer pilot, there are only two things we do control. That is the decision to get in the cockpit and be a pilot. And the decision of which we travel. These planes only have two destinations. And the plane in autopilot will make it stops to pick up passengers along the way. For there may be flight paths that align with yours. However, when a plane comes to that final stop, there won't be any landing. Each destination is equipped with a drop zone to receive those who flew over. And there, all of our first journey ends, and another begins. The podcast is called Before the Upright for a few reasons. The first, while I was coming into the truth, the phrase upright stuck with me. Um, I believe this was a few re- was for a few reasons. When I was younger and was taught about posture and sitting up properly, being told not to slouch and things of that nature, I always perceived it as it were, as if I was being told to look more snobby or um, basically behave like the white kids. And I got that connotation due to the way television um, showcased things. And, you know, growing up now, I realized that it was showcased that way for a reason. Um, But because of all that at the time, you know, I wasn't really, I didn't really care to, to correct my posture. Um, but I did the best I could just so my family would really get off my back about it. No pun intended. Um, but because of playing sports and slipping in uncomfortable, uncomfortable positions, um, I've always had more or less improper posture. But, um, I read this excerpt and... When I read it, it described our uprightness, not really as a means of social status or of our physical status, really, but more of our spiritual status, right? Um, and excerpt wouldn't like this we see the animals with their bent pot with their bent body and man with his erect posture from this we understand that the soul of the animal is from the dust and therefore it is drawn towards its element therefore the body of the animal is bent towards the earth but the soul of a man is drawn aloft, and therefore the soul of man strives to ascend to its source but it cannot do so because it is tied to the body If so, we can say that at the time when it ascends and separates from the body, 
有着三次的孩子。So it kind of just explains our our souls as entity entities wanting to return to its source,、um, and by following the laws, statutes, and commandments、um, of that source, we are indeed behaving like him and bringing ourselves closer to him. Um, so next episode,、um, I want to go over what those laws, statutes, and commandments are,、um, and really how to bring ourselves closer to Him. So before I close out, I did want to leave you guys with. Two proverbs,、um, and if you're unfamiliar with what the ter- what what a proverb is,、um, they're basically、um, wise writings and guidance in life written by King Solomon. Now, King Solomon was the son of David,、um, and he was made one of the wisest men. On Earth, by the Most High.、Um, actually, if you read the book,、uh, the Wisdom of Solomon, he、uh, it gives the account of him asking the Most High for wisdom above all things else in his life,、um, and the Most High gave it to him because he asked for wisdom and not riches and not、um, wives or any of the other. Vain things that men may ask for,、um, and he asks for the wisdom as a means to implicate justice in his kingdom, not as a means to downtrod the unwise. So the first proverb is from the tenth chapter,、um, and is the ninth proverb of the tenth chapter. He that walks uprightly walks surely. But he that perverts his ways shall be known. And the second proverb is from the fifteenth chapter and the twenty-first proverb. Folly is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom, but a man of understanding walks uprightly. So that's all I have for today. Thank you all for stopping by. Feel free to contact me with overall comments.、Um, just a little pre-context for the next episode, as I mentioned earlier. Um, we're going to flight school. Just because you got all the pilot doesn't mean you don't need a license. So until next time, stay safe and keep the faith.